out the corner of my eye, I saw a pretty little thing approaching me. She said, I never seen a man. Hour two of WRSU crew for possibly the final time in the 1920 academic calendar. And seniors here, Justin and I, Justin Santu is right next to me. I'm Jake Ostrove. We've already heard. Not right next to you, Jake. We're socially we, isolating we, well, or we, whatever. We, we are an adequate distance apart, but I guess proximity, there's no one else that is closer to me than you right now. So, I, you know, if, if we're being, you know, very, you know, literal here, then I think that you would be right next to me. Fair. You already heard from Rutgers men's basketball head coach Steve Peichel. You already heard from Rutgers wrestling coach Scott Goodell. Excellent, excellent stuff. We're now going to shift from the coaches to the media. You know him because we have him on all the time. Our good friend from NJ Advanced Media, James Crash, joining us now live on the line. James, how's it going today? I am good, guys. How are you? Doing great. Self-isolating. You know? You know how it is. Exactly. Not much going on these days. No, it's it stinks, Crash, because Jake and I should be getting our, our rest because we're supposed to be calling an NCAA tournament game tomorrow, and this whole coronavirus has has really put a real wrench in our senior year. It stinks. No, I, I, I completely <laughs> understand. It's, it's put a put a wrench in a lot of things. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's been a crazy week. I was thinking about it, you know tomorrow's going to be a week since kind of you know the whole world blew up. When I was, you guys were there in Indianapolis. I I was home uh, when you know. You know, the team was out on the court, ready to play the game, play Michigan, and then they got pulled off. And I think from there, it's just been kind of uh, mayhem. So definitely very strange times, unprecedented times. But you know what, guys? I will say this. You will always be able to remember that you were seniors in college the year this all happened. Cratch, you sound like my grandpa when you, when you say that. <laughs> I mean, that's well, exactly I'm older what... than you, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so, so Cratch... First off, before we even get into recapping what has been just an awesome, crazy year in Rutgers sports, um, as a member of the sports media whose day-to-day job is to cover and write about sports, what are you doing when there are no sports to really cover? Well, you have to be resourceful. You have to kind of be creative. I mean, I think, and, and look, I think so far, I mean, we're very early into this thing, but, you know, we've had some stuff, like, for instance, today we reported, you know, the we were able to get a hold of Chris Ash's Texas contract and report, you know, obviously the offset money that Rutgers is going to get. I'm working on something for tomorrow. I, but I, I do think that, you know, there's going to be some news developments. I think, obviously, one of the big things is going to be what does the NCAA do with eligibility? You know, they're going to give all the spring athletes a year back. Are they going to consider giving the winter athletes a year back? How does that work? You know, I think that's going to be a big subject, I think. Down the road, what's going to become a really big story is going to be the financial impact of the NCAA tournament not happening. Um, this is something that basically runs the runs the college sports world. You know that the payouts, the NCAA makes all its money off the tournament, and it dishes out the money to these conferences. So uh, I don't know if it's going to hurt. It's, it doesn't help a school like Rutgers. It already is kind of you know tight for money as it is. But the Power Five schools are going to be able to overcome this. I think the big question is going to be the smaller athletic departments around the country um, who are not getting that check that kind of powers their department. You know, um, there's a lot of schools out there that, you know, the NCAA tournament check or, you know, a great example is I'm sure you guys are familiar with the idea of like, you know, shares in the NCAA tournament for, per conference based on how teams perform. I mean, if you're Dayton, like if let's say Dayton want to go into the final four, 
Um, that's a tremendous windfall of shares for the Atlantic 10 that goes to help, you know, Fordham send its baseball team, you know, places, you know, pay for their travel. So it's just, I think it's going to have a major trickle down effect. And I think, and obviously the third problem is going to be, you know, when are the games going to start again? And at this point, I don't think it's anytime soon. I think that was the biggest thing that, you know, obviously selfishly, I would have liked to see Rutgers in the NCAA tournament. But, you know, to a, you know, on a much larger scale, I, I thought in retrospect, you know, about the season, when is Dayton going to win 30 games again? When is San Diego State going to be a one seed? When is Rutgers going to win 20 games again? You know, when are, when are they going to do what they did this year? You know, everything seems to have just been taken away, you know, right when they were getting good. It's just been a tremendous year for college basketball, and it just feels very anticlimactic. Of course, and I think that's one of the tough things is that there's really, you know, I know you had, you know, it's got Goodell on earlier. It, it, they don't have they don't have closure in the college wrestling world, but at least they got their conference tournaments done. You know, the 330 guys that qualify for the national tournament know who they are. You know, guys got to go wrestle and win conference championships. Um, basketball really didn't get that closure, you know, and I think, it, and you know, even with the fact that. You know, I'm a, I vote in the women's basketball AP top 25. Uh, there's one more poll, but it wasn't really treated as like an end-of-year poll. You know, it wasn't like the, the poll was designed to try to name a national champion or a mythical national champion. It was more just like, uh, well, here's the latest poll from the results of this past week, and obviously the results are incomplete. So, yeah, it is anticlimactic because that's precisely what it is. There's no closure for anybody, really. You know, a couple of small mid-major leagues got the crown of champion. Uh, but if you didn't win your conference tournament and you didn't win your conference regular season title, you don't have much to hang your hat on. And I know it's, it's, it's crushing for schooling records because you know people said, well, oh, you, let's hang a banner in the rack. Well, what's the banner going to say? Because they didn't announce a bracket. The Rutgers didn't play in the Big Ten tournament. They didn't, you know, accomplish anything in the regular season. So it's just really tough. They're just, you know, some of, some sports got some closure. Basketball did not. I mean, Florida State's. You know, according to the Florida Senate, has claimed the national title. We know Central Florida's done that in football. Why can't Rutgers just put 2020 where it says NCAA appearances? That's a, that's a good question. Um, you know, I don't know. Maybe maybe hang a Ken Palm, you know, banner. You know, whatever their, their final rating was. I just think a net ranking, a little bit net net ranking. You can do that. You know. Um, it's tough, but you know it, it kind of is what it is. I mean, this is like look. The, the bottom line is this: um, there's some really big issues in the world right now, and this is kind of a once in a lifetime, you know, once a century event. And you know, sometimes, you know, a thing I heard one time is you know sometimes the comet hits you, and in this situation, the comet hit the 2019-20 men's basketball season, and it kind of hit Rutgers, which is a very Rutgers thing, but it, it kind of is what it is. I think at this point. Uh, the best people can do is kind of stay safe, you know, help out their fellow man, get to the point where we can kind of beat this virus and then move forward as a society. Well, so Cratch, um, you know, obviously there's nothing that we can hang a banner for. And uh, yes, the, the, the goal is as a, as a society now to, to do right by each other and, and self-isolate and, and distance ourselves and try to get as healthy and, and get back to normal as possible. But as for college basketball, um, before we move on to Rutgers sports as a whole this year, do you think the NCAA messed up by not releasing a bracket? No, I, I don't. I think it would have been different if we had gotten through all the conference tournaments. Um, 
just this is a lot of variables. You know, I I think there's too many variables, and you know, I mean, I understand it. It would have been some closure, but it's just it it wasn't like you know, women's basketball basically played out. All you know, they had like I think one or two conference tournaments going ongoing at that point. Um, wrestling, as I said, they are a selected national qualifiers. They set a bracket. There was just so many balls bouncing in the air, so many results, you know, from basketball games and conference tournaments that weren't set. I think it would have been really difficult um, to – I almost feel like if, if any everything had been wiped out before conference tournaments started, that would have been more possible to create a bracket than in this kind of weird limbo we were in where some leagues had finished, some leagues were halfway through, some leagues hadn't even started, all that. Cratch, it's been a crazy year in, in Rutgers sports, right? We began with, and I mentioned this, uh, I think, at the top of the show, um, the year began with McLean Carter as Rutgers football's starting quarterback, and it ended with Rutgers basketball essentially making the NCAA tournament for the first time since 1991, only to not hear their name called because the NCAA tournament was canceled. Um, what are your takeaways from what has been a crazy, historic, incredibly memorable year uh, across the, the Rutgers sports landscape? I think we can look back on it, even all the mayhem and the disappointment as a year that kind of righted the ship at Rutgers if they follow through on and build on this. You know, wrestling got through, a, I think, a tough transition year, and they're going to be a lot better next year and the years to come. You know, football is on firm footing, and there's a lot of excitement and enthusiasm with Greg Schiano. You know, the rack is back. This men's basketball program has experienced the renaissance. Now they got to go out there again and do it. You know, I think women's basketball has 21 season. You know, women's soccer and field hockey are kind of pointing. I think we, we will look back on this year as a weird year, that, but a year that Rutgers kind of started to build something and get to a point where they were turning the athletic program department around. But these teams have to kind of carry through on the promise they showed this year and continue to succeed, continue to make steps forward. Uh, let me ask you about the entire year. What has been the crazier journey for you? The ups and downs of the Chris Ash fallout, Greg Schiano saga, or the ups and downs of this basketball season? Oh, without a doubt, it was the Schiano days. Um, that was the wildest month I've ever encountered in my career. I think it'll probably stay up there. Um, as, I, as I've always said, you know, I covered high school sports, I covered the NFL, I covered college. Uh, the Schiano coaching search made when Eli got benched for Gino looked like a Tuesday afternoon game between Rutgers prep and Franklin. Um, it, it was, it was an incredible thing. And, I, and I've always told people this too. Like I would say about 30% of what happened actually got reported. Um, there was a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes. You know, I, I, interesting. You know, yeah. I mean, you know, I don't think that's any you know, thing. I mean, I remember days where I, like, I would just hear three crazy rumors and it wasn't even noon. Um, and none of them were true, or most of them weren't true. But uh, it was just a lot going on. I think it was, it was a wild coaching search, obviously. Lots of ebbs and flows. But it kind of got to the point where I think we all know how it ended. And I think Rutgers is, is in position to kind of move on as a football program and, and really kind of right the ship under Greg Schiano. Well, we do know how it ended. And Schiano is the head coach, so I guess, you know, in a matter of in retrospect, in hindsight, what was the weirdest, the the craziest made-up rumor that you had heard over that month? Oh man, um, well, I, I, the one, the, the one that was great was someone breathlessly telling me 
that uh, that Chiano had, you know, put his sons were back at St. Joe, Patuxent um, High School, and I had to point out to that person that you know they're all in college. Um, you know, just uh, this is, I mean, I, I I hate to play coy, but just some stuff that you know it was kind of out there. Um, you know, this stuff that uh, probably can't say on WRSU airwaves, but you know, maybe maybe it'll be my tell-all book in twenty years. Sounds sounds like a plan. Um, all right, Cratch. So this Rutgers men's basketball season was obviously pretty excellent. Um, and the football season on the field, not so much, but of course off the field for a reporter like you, it was maybe close to a, a dream for, for I'm sure NJ advanced media's sports ratings. Um, what was your favorite? It's hard, I guess, to have a favorite moment as a beat writer, but what was your favorite moment or best memory from this crazy, this crazy Rutgers sports season? Um, I'll never like one of the more like satisfying, fulfilling, relieving moments was when I was on Route One driving back um, from our little car rendezvous, like one in the you know right after midnight at the Penn State. We drove back from the Penn State game, and you know getting the word that it was done. Greg had been hired, and I was like, well, thank goodness, like this is all over now. We can we can kind of move on. Um, you know, because I just remember that being a week of just constant you know stop start is happening. I mean. I will say this: I had I was told about four different times by people who high up who I would trust that Greg was hired before Greg was actually hired. Um, you know, it was one of these things where it was just a, a immense fog of war and everything. I think my favorite moment would be um, when Rutgers beat Maryland. I just think that was a totally cool event, and it just really was a moment where you kind of felt like this was real and this team was going to the tournament and they had arrived. I think there was a lot of doubt about. You know, Rutgers, could they beat a, a top team like Maryland? Could, you know, could they win this matchup? Could they get over the hump and get to the tournament? And that night was just really kind of special at the rack. Cratch, um, obviously you cover all Rutgers sports and you do a great job, but your primary focus is is the football program. What can we expect from Rutgers football next season, assuming that they actually get a chance to play some games? Yeah, I was thinking about that. I mean, you know, it's, you, you see some of these, you know, CDC, you know, thoughts and scientists, and you wonder, is this football season going to be in danger? I think they are they're going to be better, but I don't know if how significant, you know, in terms of the win-loss record that means. I, I tend to think that – I don't think Greg Schiano is going to go on with nine in the Big Ten in year one. Um, I just tend to think he'll find a way to win a Big Ten game. I think that, you know – you can sit there and talk yourself into three and zero because Monmouth, Syracuse, and Temple are all tricky games. But you know they're also games you think maybe they can win. I tend to think maybe three to four wins is kind of a, a really would be a really strong first year for Chiano. Um, one of the things that I kind of wonder about is in this new world where teams aren't having spring practices. You know the thing you constantly heard was well a whole new wave of guys are going to go on the transfer portal after spring ball when they don't like where they are on the depth chart at their schools, and then Rutgers can kind of go on those guys, especially at quarterback. If there's no spring ball, you have to wonder, are, are some of these guys going to stay put, you know, end up being guys that leave their, you know, they leave, hit the transfer portal right before the season starts, and they just sit out a year rather than getting in the portal during the off in the spring and kind of find new homes. So I think that's my big thing. At this point, I think there's a three- to four-win team. Um, but I'm intrigued to see, you know, what reinforcements they can get in the transfer portal. I, I think this is going to be one of those seasons where they don't win a lot 
and they struggle, but there's enough excitement and you see enough progress and promise that it doesn't really matter what the record is. And then 2021 is the year where people are going to start thinking about a bowl game. I mean, I think that's the thing that I've been saying really since Shiano came in. When he came in, the recruiting class was so far down, you know, behind UMass. And I was saying that it didn't matter what Shiano did or didn't do to make up in this recruiting class. If it was Greg Shiano as the head coach of Rutgers football, then I felt that Monmouth on November on, on September 5th is going to be pretty close to sold out with that Jersey connection, the excitement, everyone just kind of flocking back to SHI Stadium. So Especially now after our, our, I mean, our hiatus of now, sports. Now, <laughs> now we're going to be like craving something. Our Rutgers yeah. fans are finally going to be able to come back to campus. I, I think that, you know, you talk about the, the transfer portal that's still open. You know, guys can still join the program. Do you think that the lack of spring ball helps, or is that is that a benefit to Rutgers versus other programs, or is it a detriment to them? No, I think it's definitely a detriment. Obviously, new staff, um, you know, get the offense in on the field, the coaches. I think everything, too, is as much as we talk about spring practice for the, for the team, it also helps generate excitement with the fans. And it also is a thing where you get to bring all these recruits in, you know, and be around spring practice. Now you can't bring recruits, you know, you can't be on or off campus recruiting. Um, now, look, I think the instructional time with the team, if the season starts, as we, you know, on schedule in September, I tend to think the NCAA is going to find a way to kind of maybe let the teams open. You know, if you think about it, there's only 15 spring practices. So if you let the coaches maybe have an instructional period, you know, somewhere in June and July, and then you open camp a week early, you're really, you're really kind of making up what you missed in the spring bowl. I don't think that's going to be the issue. But I, I don't think it helps Rutgers from the sense of, you know, the fans generate excitement with recruits, you know, be able to bring them on campus. And I think with the transfer portal, as I said, it's one thing for a guy to go through 15 spring practices and be like, okay, I'm not going to play here. Let me go in the portal and find some place where I am going to play. Some of these guys might then show up to summer camp, go through the preseason, and realize I'm not going to play here. So kind of do what Peyton Powell did to transfer Rutgers, but from Baylor. They go in the portal right before the first game, and they don't play that season. And then they go find a new home in January and roll early. I wonder if you're going to see more of that, which is going to hurt Rutgers because those couple of scholarships they have in hand, they're not going to necessarily be able to give them the top-tier guys who can plug and play immediately. Cratch, two more questions before we let you go. The first one, and they're completely separate, so you're going to have to answer them one at a time. The first okay. one, um, obviously, coronavirus aside, it wouldn't be a Rutgers football offseason without a quarterback controversy. Who is going to be the Rutgers starting quarterback when they take on Mammoth? Is it going to be Arthur Sitkowski? Is the quarterback not on the roster? Could it be Peyton Powell? What's going to happen under center for, for Rutgers football? I would say at this point it's going to be Arthur Sitkowski just because I don't see them – uh, at this point, it's hard to predict, you know, a, a grad transfer or, or, or a transfer portal guy coming in. Um, I don't think Peyton Powell I, – I, I have a hard time envisioning Peyton Powell sticking a quarterback. I understand you got to try him there. He wants to try there. But, you know, this is a guy who left Baylor because he wasn't going to be a quarterback. I think this is a guy who was not – he was committed to Utah, not as a quarterback, uh, as far as I know. So – I think this is a guy who I would. I think he's guy can definitely help Rutgers, but I would expect him to be elsewhere. Um, and I, I just think Art's better than Johnny Langan. Um, I know Johnny Langan had some success last year, but totally different offense. It's not what Rutgers is going to be doing. I think Art was much better before he went into red shirts. So if I had to say right now, I will say Art's starting quarterback. 
All right, Cratch. Um, last question for you. Work aside, rock your sports aside. What is your personal advice for for us on how how to get through this this period of social distancing? Um, do you have any good binge watching shows that we should we should be be paying attention to? Um, any activities to do in the house? I mean, what, what is what is the advice from the great James Cratch? Well, the first thing I would say is to you, Justin and Jake, and every other Rutgers student, especially seniors who are listening to me, get your degree, like finish it out. Um, because I will tell you this: I remember when I was that's certainly the plan. <laughs> No, I know, but I'm just saying, like, I, I, I've always, I always tell, you know, I probably told you this guy before, I remember telling Sam Marisol this last year, two things. When you get to, like, the, the end, like, the end days of your senior year of college, one, you realize, like, you have no money. Because all these, now, it might be, it'll be different now, because there won't be commencement, there won't be, you know, kind of, you won't have, every day you're going to want to go out and be your friends, so you'll get saved money that way. But, and two, it gets kind of scary because, you know, like if you got fear guy, like I graduated um, in December, I graduated semester early. So I remember like going to the, the student, you know, like the, you know, financial aid office or whatever, and like kind of canceling my federal, lo- you know, Stafford loans and like not signing up for like Sal- only asking for one semester from Sally May and being like, wow. Like, and like, granted, you guys are local. I-, I grew up 12 hours away from where I went to school being like, well, like, if something goes wrong and I get a D in this philosophy class or an F in this philosophy class and I've come three credits shy, it's going to be a real pain in the neck for me to get back here and finish my degree. Um, you know, I'm probably going home working at ShopRite and trying to finish this online. So I would say I, I know it's kind of crazy and it, it's not ideal, but first off, just finish it out. Finish it strong. Get the piece of paper and then you'll go on to great careers and no one will ever ask you for your diploma. You just have to have it. Two, um, just, I would say one thing is try to get some fresh air. You just walk around the block and, uh, and just and read, read and enjoy Netflix. But I would say read more. That's my goal. I'm hoping to read more books than I have in a while. Sounds like great advice. And don't worry, we're going to go get that piece of paper and we're going to go on. It's going to be a great story in a couple of years. It's, it's disappointing yeah. the way it's shaken out. And I, this isn't what our second semester senior year is supposed to look like, but you know what? Like we're just you got to deal with the cards that you're dealt and uh, move forward from there. And, and Cratch, if this if this is the last time that we get a chance to talk to you on the air, I think Jake and I, I speaking for Jake, and I know he he agrees with the sentiment. We really appreciate everything you've done to help us out on WRSU Sports over the last couple of years. It's been my pleasure, guys. Hopefully, this is not the last time, but uh, if it is, it's been it's been a lot of fun. Best of luck to you guys, and you always know how to find me. I appreciate that, James. That was James Cratch. We have him a lot here from NJ Advanced Media. Hopefully not the last time, but I'm sure if it is the last time this year, then whoever's taking over next year, we'll have him right back leading up to that game against Monmouth in September. We're going to step aside just for 30 seconds. And then Troy on the Dustin other side, Bono. we're going to, hey, it's the it's voices in my head here giving me a you know food for thought. <laughs> uh, we're going to step aside. And on the other side, we're going to hear from Rutgers baseball coach Steve Owens and Then we're going to take your calls right after that for the final 20 minutes or so. So stick with us here on WRSU Crew on WRSU FM, New Brunswick. Welcome back to the WRSU Crew. We are pleased to be joined by Rutgers baseball head coach, Steve Owens. Coach Owens, how you doing? Doing okay, surviving. How is your, um, your quarantine going? Are you social distancing, coach? I am. I'm following the rules. Um, 
you know, I think it's a pretty difficult thing for everyone, obviously, because just kind of unprecedented and, and uh, it's kind of hard to wrap your head around it. But, um, you know, I'm in my house, I'm in my kitchen with a little office set up, yelling at everyone when, when I need quiet. And uh, I have my children in my house and my wife and my dog. So I guess things could be worse. That's it's certainly the attitude. Um, all right, so coach, first season here at Rutgers, obviously cut short. Um, what were your initial thoughts when you found out from the NCAA that there would be no spring championships? Well, uh, it was a shock. I mean, you know, I, I expect, I fully expected like um, some type of, you know, suspension of activity and then reevaluation. I never expected in a million years for it to come slamming down as quickly as it did. But obviously, um, you know, this, the health and safety of, uh, of our, our country is, is a lot more important than playing sports. Um, and uh, now, you know, just being home and, and watching the news and things like that, you know, you can see that a lot of people in a lot more important places uh, have a lot more information to make decisions. And I think, you know, I mean, our economy's tanked and no one can go anywhere and they wouldn't be making these decisions if it wasn't in our best interest. So, you know, I guess you just got to roll with it. And, uh, but I, I think initially it, it was shocking <laughs> and, and abrupt, like all of a sudden we were getting re- We were making alternate plans to go from a plane, uh, on our spring break to going on a bus to go play East Carolina. And we had already made those plans because we didn't want to get on a plane. And then all of a sudden, you know, a couple of days later, the whole season was canceled. So it was, it's uh, certainly, um, certainly uh, a very bizarre time. So coach, how, how did you find out about it? How did your team find out about, about the, the, the rule um, or the ruling? Um, and how did your team take, take the news? Well, we can't. We um, we sent our guys home. I think on, I think on Thursday, um, we sent our guys home after talking with you know our administration and them um, telling us that we weren't going to travel that initial weekend, and then later in the day, them telling us that minimally all activities were suspended for the entire spring break. And so at that point, we just sent our guys home. And then we didn't find out, you know, that the entire um, NCAA championship season was going to be canceled until a couple of days later. So we weren't in front of our team. We were just giving them, you know, what we had in front of us and then what the, and, and then hypothetically what, what the potentials were going forward. So I, I, I know it's tough at this point, but let's, let's try to be positive about your season so far. I know it was short. I guess so far. I mean, I guess it's 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 over. It stinks to say, but what were some of the positives and some of the takeaways from the first couple of weeks of the season? Well, you know, it's always it's always challenging for Northeast teams to to travel uh, early um, and to play um, good weather teams, you know, on their own field. So that's no different than it has been for the last thirty years. Um, you know, I thought we had done some things quite well, and then we had. You know, we, we had kind of gone on a little uh, stretch of where things were getting better and better and better, and then um, we did not play well. Um, we didn't play well in Arizona, 
uh, against Washington State. We did, you know, we didn't carry on kind of what the progress that we had made from the previous week um, between Miami and North Florida. We we did a lot of good stuff, and then, uh, you know, we we didn't play well on Friday and Saturday against Washington State. Sunday we did. We came back and got a win there, and then uh, and then we had the uh, unfortunate incident with all of our equipment and luggage being ruined um, and us pretty much getting back a full day later from that trip. And uh, that kind of spiraled us into a tough week. Coach, one of the real bright spots at the beginning of the season was transfer from Maryland, Richie Sheikoffer. He was really hitting the cover off the ball. What kind of work did he put in in the offseason to to take this step forward and be one of the, the key pieces in the middle of the lineup for you guys? Yeah, he's a good player. Um, Richie... Is um, he loves to play. He's talented. Um, he has a tremendous high school record from a really good program, and he also, um, you know, was really hungry to play because he didn't get to play last year in the transfer year. And I put together a great summer in the Northwoods League, and then he just can't carry it over. And very receptive to listening, learning, working hard, and yeah, and a lot of kids, you know, do those things. He has the talent to. Um, to back it up and to keep getting better. So very talented player, um, you know, still needs to improve in a lot of areas, but uh, he, he made a lot of progress. Um, he was, you know, he was very good and he was very consistent too. You know, he, he had a few stretches of ups and downs in a short season, but he also um, was very consistent with putting good at bats together and, uh, and playing, playing great in the outfield too. He made, I think two or three, you know, outstanding plays in the outfield in, in such a short period of game. So he did everything at a really high level, and I think he was poised for a tremendous year. He's going to the Cape Cod League this summer if they play, and uh, I think that'll be a tremendous um, summer for him to uh, to try to put up, you know, a really good performance against um, against the nation's best pitching. Speaking of the nation's best pitching, uh, Harry Rutkowski was in the Cape Cod League last year, and he, he began this season off to a great start for four terrific starts. Um, the 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 quote unquote Friday starter, the the ace. Um, what can you say about how Rutkowski began his season here, his junior campaign for RU? He was great. Um, he gave us what we needed every weekend. He gave us a chance to win every single time. You know, I think. Um, you know, it was two to one against Miami. I think uh, it was one to one. Uh, I think uh, against North Florida, I don't know if he gave up a run, maybe one in seven innings. And then um, against Washington State, he had his worst outing. I think he gave up three runs in the fifth or sixth, but it was a one-one game before that. And then he pitched, um, you know, he pitched effectively in the last weekend too. So he um, he was very consistent. Um, I don't think I still think he had a long ways to go to get better because his fastball command and he struggled a little bit with his command, um, not because of his preparation or his mechanics, but I think he got a little out of sync with, um, you know, he had, um, you know, he had a couple small injury, uh, you know, things that um, had hampered a little bit of his progress. He was feeling very healthy, but um, you know he. He was excellent. He uh, he's a high. He competes at a high level. He's got really good velocity. He's left-handed. 
got a, a breaking ball and a cutter and a changeup, and uh, and he competes. You know, he really competes. So he's a, he's a guy you want to go to you know battle with every weekend just to open up series. And and I think he'll um, if they do have a major league baseball draft, I think he'll be somebody that you know goes out there pretty good. Coach, with the coronavirus news, the NCAA announced that spring athletes will get another year of eligibility. How does that impact your team? Well, we don't know yet because there's a, there's those things are still being determined. There was an announcement. How it gets, you know, is that are the kids going to get funded? Are the rosters going to open up? Are kids going to be able to only stay at the school they're at, or are they going to have to? Are they going to be able to leave and go wherever they want? If they graduate, do they need to be able to get into grad school? Like there's there's a million unanswered questions. If you have 15 seniors, does that mean you get to play with 15 more players than somebody else? Um, you know, you're going to play with 50 guys against somebody else's 28. There's a, there's a, there's a lot of questions um, and. You know, with the major issues being everyone's health in this country right now and, and trying to uh, be able to care for those that need it the most, um, you know, those things are probably, they're very important, but they're not as important as what's going on. And I think that'll be determined, you know, after they look at all the, you know, the pros, the cons, the issues, the financial implications, how, how it could be administered. And then I think we'll have some finality to it at some point where then we can counsel our guys on what's the best way for them to play their last year. Um, I think it's going to happen. I just don't know how it's going to be administered yet. Coach, you're a, you're a baseball lifer. You've been a, a head coach in college baseball in the Northeast since the early 1990s. How are you going to spend the next few weeks without, without coaching baseball? I mean, how tough is that going to be on you? I don't know. Um, <laughs> I used to live in the woods with like five acres so I could hunt and fish and, and, uh, and now I don't have quite a big, you know, I don't have, I haven't met enough people down here to know, you know, where to go to do those things yet. I was just focused on baseball since I moved in, but, um, I've cleaned every leaf off my lawn. Uh, I've filled in all the holes that the dog dug. I'm going to fertilize. I'm kind of spreading it out. There's only so much I can do. Um, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like I've been up to school. My son is rehabbing an injury. So I've been bringing him up because the one training room has been open for um, physical therapy. Uh, today I went out to the field and looked at it. It was pretty good. There wasn't anything going on out there, but um, you know, I don't know. It's, you know, it's, it's going to be tough because uh, everyone's used to going. Like I can't remember a weekend off in, you know, from January 15th until, you know, August 15th um, for the last 29 years. So um, it just doesn't happen. So, you know, a month or two months or six weeks or whatever, you know, whatever happens here, uh, it's going to be difficult to uh, find stuff to occupy yourself. We we had planned on, you know, going out and recruiting because we have a lot of recruiting to do to build our program. And uh, it doesn't seem, you know, like that's going to happen. I mean, if you can't play, you can't go out and watch players. So there's no recruiting, and we're in a dead period right now, uh, a new dead period until April 15th minimally. But I feel that that's going to go even into the summer. So we're concerned about a lot of things, our recruiting, our players, 
summer baseball development, the fact that we just lost a hundred days of a 130 day season, um, you know, developmentally for our players, um, worried about their grades. Uh, hopefully they keep up with remote classes, but when you can't, you know, when you don't have them in front of you every day, um, that's going to be more difficult to monitor, hoping that they stay healthy. Um, you know, trying to get our handle on what we can do recruiting wise without evaluating, you know, and, or we're, we're going to have to potentially look at film or, you know, I don't know. There's a lot of unanswered questions. Um, so we're just going to hang with them and do what everyone else does and, and uh, kind of grind through a day and try to keep busy and go for walks, do some exercising at home, and then uh, just spend some quality time with your family um, and hope that you don't drive them nuts. Coach, um, final question before we let you go. You've been on the job now at Rutgers for, like, I guess nine months, right? Hired in June of 2019. What are some of... Yeah, like July, I think, is when we got going a little bit, but somewhere right around there. So what have been some of your best memories or or favorite moments from your first, I guess, almost full year as a member of the Rutgers community? Well, I think... um... You know, I, I feel like uh, we've made a lot of progress this year in um, with, you know, moving the family, um, getting everyone situated, hoping that we made the right decisions, and then, you know, getting to learn how the school works and who we need at the school to help us be successful and learn the processes. Um, and then uh, And then getting to know the players. Um, and what they're all about and what we can do to get them better and get things going in the right direction and then moving your staff down and getting them situated and just so it's been it hasn't been something where I've been able to reflect on okay this has been great this has been great it's just been it's been like busy and um, just a, a very hectic you know there's always tough you know transitions are tough um, they take a lot of time and effort and you kind of there's a process to it. It doesn't happen magically, and, and it doesn't happen overnight. I feel like you know maybe the culmination of everything that we've been able to do so far um, has been okay. Hasn't been awesome, and it hasn't been bad. It's been okay. Um, we're feeling like a little more comfortable, um, and feeling like you know things um, there's a bright future if we can you know keep grinding through here and keep making things better. Um, both for our players and for our facilities and for our alumni and for you know the status of our program and I think there's um, I think it's a great time to be um, at Rutgers University when you know with our current leadership um, with the coaches that are in place that you can you know expect good things to happen from our programs where people from New Jersey will be proud of the product and and want to come and watch and be a part of the success and. Um, so, you know, I, I feel good about um, where we're at and, and the decisions that have been made, to, not only to, to come here, but also the future, um, not only of our baseball program, but of all of our athletic programs, uh, men and women. I've met a lot of new people. Um, it's exciting. Sometimes change is tough, but it's also exciting because, you know, you, you, you can get stale in a certain place for a certain amount of time. And then, you know, when you when you get challenged with a new, you know, something new in your life, you got to step up and and uh, and 
and adapt and, and figure stuff out. So I guess that's what we've been doing is trying to figure stuff out. We don't have it all figured out, um, but we're working hard and we, um, we're happy to be here. We're excited to be part of uh, the athletic program here and, and the school. And uh, we get a lot more to learn, but I think um, our effort will be there. And I think uh, we can get this thing turned around and, and uh, look for good things coming forward. Sounds good, Coach. Thank you so much for coming on, and good luck staying healthy and staying safe and, and finding some things to do over these these next few weeks. You too. Thank you, and I wish everyone you know some comfort and staying home with their families and, and being healthy, and, and uh, I'm sure that you know uh, it's not going to be a short-term thing, but I think everyone will, will get through this, and then we'll move on, and hopefully, you know, hopefully summer is a good time, and and this will be in the rearview mirror. Appreciate it, Coach. That was Rutgers head men's baseball coach Steve Owens. More Rutgers sports talk coming up on the WRSU crew. At 88.7 since 1974, this is WRSU-FM New Brunswick. Final 15 minutes now exactly as the clock strikes 7.45 on the dot as we came back in. Jake Ostrove and Justin Santu bring you now the final 15 minutes or 14 minutes and 50 seconds of WRSUQ probably for this school year. And what's been a, I mean, our world's been turned upside down. Yeah, every day it's something new and things continually changing. Make sure you're staying safe. But in, in the crew, we, we do have to plug this. Yes. In the crew time slot, and this is an announcement um, that I'm sure Rutgers fans will be thrilled by, instead of the WRSU crew coming up in the next few weeks, we are going to be replaying the top 20 or so games from the Rutgers men's basketball season, pretty much every game since the Wisconsin wins. So in place of the WRSU crew, 6 to 8 p.m., Monday through Thursday, Every single, this is going to start in a couple weeks. We're going to stay tuned to our Twitter for announcements, but we are going to be replaying at WRSU Sports. At, yes, at WRSU Sports, we are going to be replaying um, all these exciting Rutgers men's basketball games. Yeah, with, losses included with, with, with wrap ups yes. from the broadcasters. We're doing this all remote, so we're going to you know record it on our phone. You know, it's going to be fun. You know, we don't need to break the fourth wall, but we're going to have you know certain you know whoever was the broadcaster for that game, they're going to be here. You know, looking back in hindsight talking about what that game meant to them at the time, what everyone thought was going to happen at that time, the ups and the downs, the, the, hey, we can do this, and the, oh, my God, the sky is falling type stuff. So looking forward to doing that and, you know, putting a ribbon on, you know, trying to get some closure on what was this basketball season. We're taking your calls now if you want to chime in and talk about this, the year that was. I mean, Shiano, basketball, women's basketball, wrestling, everything McLean was going Carter. up. McLean Carter, our Lord and Savior. <laughs> From day one, I mean, like, it's been a crazy, crazy year. I mean, there is no way that anyone could have anticipated that that it would have ended like this. But the year that it was, it only makes sense, right, that it, that it doesn't end the typical way. 732-932-8800 if you want to call in and, and chat with us for the next 13 minutes or so. We are going to go to the lines because we have someone here. We got Corey here. And Corey, what's going on? What's up, Jake? Justin? Good to hear you guys again. Yeah, good Corey, to hear from you. You called in, and as, as the, the producer, I answered the phone, and I heard 
I said hello, and you said hello, and I thought I heard an echo. So that that's where the confusion was. All right. Yeah. I mean, it sounded a little weird. I didn't recognize you. You just sounded like you sounded surprised to get somebody calling in so quickly. Uh, that was probably part of it. That was part of it. Well, you know, as a WRSU listener, you know, I had to make sure I, uh, I was paying attention and listening. <laughs> as a WRSU yeah, listener, you were, you were way more than a WRSU <laughs> listener, Corey. So now, now, now that you have have the floor. Um, how are you spending your social distancing, and, and how are you doing knowing that our WRC sports career is, is kind of ticking down? Well, uh, there's eight people that live in my house, so not so much social distancing as more of, you know, cramped up with my family, which, you know, isn't always, you know, the most fun thing ever. Sure. But I've been, I've been binge-watching Community on Hulu. I've never saw it before, heard, heard great things. It's a good show. That's how I've been. So far, so good. That's how I've been spending my uh, last couple days playing some MLB The Show, which just came out. Really just uh, trying to take my mind off of everything going on. That's the thing, though. I feel like, you know, so much is happening, but at the same time, nothing is happening. Like, yeah, a lot is happening in our world, in our society. Everything's kind of been uprooted, working from home and quarantining, school canceled, graduation postponed and all that. But at the same time, we don't actually have anything to do at home. Like nothing. Absolutely nothing to do. I mean, we're on spring break as it is. Like this is technically our spring break week. It just seems like we're never going to come back, which is, you know, sad. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's emotional. Uh, a lot that's happened. But, you know, it's a. I'm jealous of you a little bit, though, that, that you have the show. Because I'm an Xbox guy, but something that's always kind of, you know, deterred me is, you know, should I switch over? Should I get a PlayStation so I could play the show? But that's a lot of money just to play one game every year. So, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'm enjoying it a lot. Uh, playing, you know, my career, my, uh, the My Player component, third baseman for the Angels right now. Very fun stuff. Yeah, yeah, Corey. As much as I'd love to hear about your my player mode in, in the show, <laughs> he's, he's um, hitting six hundred. Call him back to Jake's. Uh, just call him back to Jake's. You know, two K and all that. Yeah, um, I mean, I I swept in the playoffs and all that. I mean, we know how it goes. Exactly, but uh, Corey, I want to ask. I, I want to ask you first a question that I asked Jake in the open of the show. I want your right. best memory this year as a Rutgers fan and your best on-air memory on WRC Sports as a broadcaster. Go. All right, as a fan, I'm going to have to steal Jake's answer. The beginning of the Seton Hall game was unbelievable. Just the, the, the rack, the atmosphere, everybody going so crazy. You know, the pregame show leading up to it where Bo Melton caught the tent. That was, that was such a fun time being under the banners because we got there so late after doing the pregame show that we could barely see the court through the, uh, through the back of the, uh, the student section. That was just unbelievable. And then as a broadcaster, I think I got to go with the Rutgers-Nebraska game where uh, Geo hit that buzzer beater or close to it at the end. Never thought I'd get a chance to uh, call something like that, and that was just an amazing experience. Yeah, I mean, it was the first game back from winter break, and it was yet another sellout. And that was such a whirlwind of a game, right? I mean, they were... Yeah, they were up by thirteen, feeling really good, and it was a game that they should have had in hand the whole time. It was one of those games that 
you knew if they lost, things were going to get bad. It wasn't going to look yeah. that good because that was going to be a quad three, maybe quad four loss when it was all said and done. Yeah, and it was just the grit that the team showed to, to pull it off at the end. That's kind of where I knew around that time where I knew this team was going to be more special. Took you that long? It was good to see because I saw that they didn't panic when the wheels kind of fell off and they were able to keep their composure. We saw some great wins, but when it got dicey against a bad team, they were able to still pull it off. And to me, that's a telltale sign of a good team, a really good team. Geo Baker now with the top of the key, four seconds left. Geo Baker for the buzzer beater, and Geo Baker nails it. Geo Baker, what a shot. What a shot. Yeah. You like that? We it pulled was, that up? <laughs> I love it. It was just. This, this whole season has been, you know, just amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's been it's been crazy. I mean, Corey, just think about like what we've been through this year, right? I mean, <laughs> like, like, like you guys, you and and Raj and Muffin hosting the the Greg Schiano press conference from from the studio. I mean, some of the <laughs> the epic caller call-ins we've had on on the crew and Nightline. I mean, what what a what a freaking year we've had yeah, on WRC Sports. I remember one Nightline call-in where a guy told us to uh, get off the air and put on automation because we, we didn't sound good. Yeah, what a, <laughs> what, a, what a jerk. I mean, come on. Come well, on. It, just, it feels so long ago that we had that yeah. Bryant game, let alone any type of football. Yeah, Bryant game. I mean, Corey and I brought in the, the men's basketball season. That's right. Yeah, wow. I remember uh, where you thought Bryant was about to upset them to start the season. You were grabbing onto me at the <laughs> Thought you're ready to leap over. Adam Grant misses the three from the corner, and and I and I, I probably started cracking up. I saw my I literally saw my life flashing before my eyes. And and who the 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 saddest part is is like the goal all season long was for Rutgers to play in the NCAA tournament. And I know Coach Pikel always says it's the journey, it's the journey, it's the journey. Don't rush the journey, enjoy the journey. Um, but. Like that couldn't be more true because it it ends every up, game was something different. But like the journey ends up being all we have from the season. It's, it's yeah. exactly right. You know, crazy. I mean, it was uh, awesome. I, next year is going to be next year is going to be something crazy though. Like we had this year, but next year they didn't even get the taste attorney. It was right there and it got pulled away from them. Next year they're going to be hungry, and just as a fan, it's going to be nice to sit back and watch them, and I think they're going to be even better. I I. I 100% agree. I mean, they don't lose that much. It does hurt. You know, I, I like Akwazi. I, lo- I loved watching him play this year. He's a good kid, too. And it's a shame that he's leaving. But, like, the core is still there. Gio, Tez, Ron, Caleb, Miles, Jacob, Paul grew up, you know, his freshman year. They're all back. Yeah, I had in Palmquist, who I think is going to be a nice shooter off the bench. I don't know, you know, if he's going to give big minutes, but I think that he's going to be one of the better three-point shooters on the team. You got this kid, Mog, who's like a grinder. I mean, the guy doesn't quit. You know, he seems like he fits right into what Pico looks for. Got a big post, a six foot ten kid from North Carolina, Ryber. Uh, who knows? Maybe Cliff? We'll find out in, in 11 days. If Cliff, Something to if look Cliff forward Murray's to, coming, right? Yeah. Something else. You know, but even so, even if it's not Cliff, they'll still have one scholarship spot open. Could fill it with a grad transfer if they want to. 
that, with another yeah. freshman if they want to. Even yeah, even with even if they do get Cliff, they will have a scholarship. Will they? Is that correct? I think well, they I, might have only have one more. I think the plan. I mean, we're, we're assuming. A, yeah, well, I, I guess. Like, movement. <laughs> I guess that's true. There might be a give and take there. <laughs> Corey, well, the fact that they have a chance to get Cliff is also just amazing for the program. Top right? fifty recruit in the country, one of the top recruits in New Jersey, it would be epic if Coach Pike landed him. It would be absolutely fantastic, Corey. No Major League Baseball season in, in April, right? We're not starting on opening day. How, Corey, what are we going to do with our yeah, tickets? How are you guys holding up? You have tickets for, for We opening? were supposed to go to April 29th. We bought mm-hmm. tickets the first day that pitchers and catchers reported. We were sitting in class. I got an email about the Yankees giving out, you know, two tickets for $12. We we took a Wednesday night in late April. I, I don't What's going to happen there? I'm sure they're going to honor the tickets somewhere, somehow whether it's tickets this year or maybe even next season, because who even knows at this point if we'll have it this season. Ah, stop it. We'll have it this season. World Series on Christmas? I don't like it. Just just cut the games. Just play half a season if you got to. Even still. Like they're saying, this thing might not be. We, we may not Yeah, be, I know. We may be tucked in, Corey, with his, you know, 53-person household. Tucked, uh, tucked in together <laughs> until, like, July. I mean, this, this is crazy. Was, my mom was joked When I told my mom that graduation was postponed or canceled or whatever, they were doing, yeah. she was like, well, that's fine. You can wear your high school cap and gown, and uh, I'll film you walking from your room out to the kitchen. My little brother will hand me the, uh, the my fake degree or whatever. It's a piece of paper here. Have my grandpa be like the uh, commencement speaker. She said she'll make a whole big deal out of it. Well, that that would be that would be nice, I guess. I think that'd be hilarious. Be a good consolation. My, my unfortunately, we're not. We don't have the same optimism in this Antube house. My mom, upon finding out about no, or the the postponement, but likely cancellation of commencement, was was pretty distraught. I mean, this whole graduation thing is all about my mom taking pictures <laughs> more than it is more than it is me actually like graduating. Yeah, it sucks. Like, my sister's a senior in high school right now. Yeah. She's, you know, she might miss out on a lot of those things that are, like, a staple of senior year, too. Right, like prom? So it's just... Oh, my gosh. So it's just something, like, all around that it's just an awful situation. Right. But, I mean, it is what it is. I think that even, like, once we get to NFL season, we're going to see, you know, stadiums not filled to capacity because they're still, at that point, not going to want to have so many people in tight quarters. I think this is going to go on for a while. And I think that's the safest way to go about it. Stinks. It's weird. So weird. Yeah. Well, we gotta we gotta do our part, right, for the greater good. We've got yeah. to continue to yeah, stay inside, wash your hands, keep yourself clean, stay away from people, yep. if possible. Yep. And hopefully, we can get a baseball season, a, a football season. Look forward to March Madness 2021 with Rutgers being called. Fingers crossed. Yeah, Corey. Any final thoughts before we let you? We let you. We let you roll on with your evening. I mean, the the one good thing that I think came out of all this and us going dark on WRSU is at least we don't have to have Reds rants anymore. (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. (laughs) I hadn't been doing them in a while either. Like, I know, but I I had to throw that out there. I'm kidding. I I just it's going to be tough. it's almost like stopping cold turkey. You know, there's no yeah. closure to anything. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's just like a clean cut, and it's gonna be. It's a difficult pill to swallow, but I mean, we're all in the same boat, and it's just, it's an awful situation all around. 
really is. It really is. Thanks, Corey. We'll, 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 we'll be talking to you, brother. Stay safe. You too, my man. The great Corey Jason. Always great. Our only caller. <laughs> we got texts, too. Like, let me know when you do callers. Is it because we didn't let them know? I don't know. I mean, if you if they were listening, they would have known. If they followed yeah. on Twitter, they would have known. Whatever. Oh, well. We won't hold it against him. Well, we've got 30 seconds left, Jake. I was able to do a, a comfortable sign-off when, when when Rutgers lost to Michigan, so... It wasn't very comfortable. Well, it was it was heartbreaking. But, yeah. I mean... I it's still it, heartbreaking. I think it, it's, it's your turn now. It's my turn. I mean, this was a place that I joined day three of my freshman year. I mean, I walked right up at the involvement fair. I knew I wanted to do sports. That week, you know, that, that Friday was the first time that I met everyone, and I walked into a room... That was all upperclassmen. It was five seniors, nine juniors, no sophomores, and me. And I was the only new person. And to see the way that the department has grown year to year, how I've grown, I mean, this was the place that I can call home. Everyone finds their place at college. And in a place like Rutgers, where you have a community of 100,000 people, to find a home is really tough. And the fact that I was able to find it so early was really reassuring. I've made a lot of friends in a lot of different places over my four years at Rutgers, but the family that I have at WRSU extending all four years is something that I could never trade in for anything. I mean, the, the experiences, you know, Justin, you and I have been to the nicest restaurants in Madison and Indianapolis, and we've been all over. You know, I've been to every Big Ten campus. I've been to, you know, three Big Ten tournaments and NCAA tournaments for women's soccer, women's basketball, and the experiences, you can't trade them in for anything. I've been so unbelievably lucky, and the last couple months got ripped away from us, and that's that's really sad, but it will be a story. You know, one day when we look back in the history books and talk about our experiences, we were a little young for some of those traumatic memories, Hurricane Katrina, 9-11, you know, things that you talk about, where were you? Well, we were in Bankers Life Fieldhouse when they closed down the Big Ten tournament. We were in a lift going to Indianapolis airport when they said no to the NCAAs and you know, the fallout that's been, it's been a really tough week. It's going to be a really tough more weeks when opening day or what was supposed to be opening day comes around. Last day of classes comes around. What was supposed to be commencement comes around, but you know, WRSU has always been home and it's going to be really sad that I'm not going to be coming around here as much anymore. But like I, you saw it on Twitter. It's, it's a college home. It's the first stop. It's definitely not the last. You and I are we're meant for bigger things. This is just a little blip in the radar on what we're going to do. And when all of us at WRSU, we say, we say how successful everyone has been that we've met and has gone on in the industry, even just recently, one, two years out of college. We're destined to do the same thing. We're going to go forward. And, and it's, been a, it's been a wild ride. I wouldn't do it any other way. So with that, I guess we'll sign off for the final time. On WRSU crew for this year, alongside Justin Santoup, I'm Jake Osho. Appreciate you listening in. Appreciate you listening to our guests. Appreciate Steve Peichel, Steve Owens, James Cratch, Scott Goodell, all calling in and sharing their thoughts on the season. What a year it's been for Rutgers. It's a great time to be a Scarlet Knight, only going off from here. Stay safe, everyone. This has been WRSU crew on WRSU FM, New Brunswick.